0: See you there. Something big is going on here. From
1: hunting ghosts to Bigfoot. Paranormal, UFOs, true crime, and more.
2: We
0: won't just be spouting articles. I was researching for your entertainment. beginning of a new world. (laughs) The
2: best
1: guac you'll ever fucking eat. True story.
0: It's basically like one day you walk outside and you see that the ants are playing with matches. This This is is the Black Black Hat Report.
1: See you on the other side.
0: Feel the heat
2: on the top of your hands as you reach into the stove to take out the turkey. The cold air on the top of your head as you reach into the freezer to take out the frozen carrots and peas. Hear the singing of the knife as you sharpen the blade on the stone and the searing of the iron as you press your shirt. Turn off your lamp, put on your best clothes, and join us as we dig into Omama Nelson. Ooh! <laughs> Welcome to the Black Cat Report. It's me, Joey, first-time hoster, and here's the well-spoken, well-written Gilbert. Hello. The funny, lovely, and always main character, Betsy Bay.
1: Hi.
2: (laughs) And the honey voice and wonderful Selena is off on a secret mission saving the world, and we can't wait to have her back next week. Today, on our special Thanksgiving episode of Thanksgiving Day Eats, we have Omaima Nelson.
0: <laughs> dum, dum, dum.
2: <laughs> All right, let's get into the story. On Thanksgiving Day, 1991, Omaima Nelson murdered and ate her husband, Bill Nelson. Nice. But when do red flags turn into red floors? When does a model turn into a monster? Today, we're going to find out that sometimes the answers aren't always as one sided as they seem. So we'll dig into Amama Nelson first. Amama Nelson was born in a poor southern Egyptian town close to Sudan in 1968. The government of Egypt was in disarray and corruption was rampant. Just one month after she was born, Israel had just defeated Egypt in six days war. So Things were terrible at this time for in Egypt and for a baby to grow up in. According to stories that she told later, Omaima's father was horribly abusive and sexually assaulted her, and she was subjected to genital mutilation. That's pretty. Which would make, yeah, Uh, that would pretty much make any sex painful and horribly traumatic from then on. So yeah, that's, uh, that's that's pretty bad. Why is
1: that even a thing? You know,
2: I, I don't know. Um, From, I guess from when I'm. I, I was kind of reading into it. Most people were saying that they didn't want sex to for women to be a uh, a pleasurable thing. But it really so, like
1: it's not like you don't have to do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, like, they obviously didn't have to do that. I mean, like patriarchal societies and just like men viewing women as property. You know, like you don't even want to have to worry about like in their mind, it's like, they don't even want to have to worry about their woman, like cheating on them or having kids with other guys or anything else. And it's like, it's property. I mean, it's, it's such a dehumanizing view. It's like locking your car door. Cause you don't want somebody to steal it. You know, it's like, yeah, she's, she's going to be like, so turned off from the idea of sex that she won't even want to cheat on me. And she's stuck with me. And then also like, especially in those societies like our societies that get into genital mutilation like that, at least around women, like (laughs) on the same end, they make sure that like the men are the only breadwinners and that women are like completely financially stuck. And then a lot of fun shit that goes with it. Anyways. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I mean, it sounds like they are very insecure people.
0: I mean, and, and not nearly at all to the same extent, but like we like here in America, like, totally do genital mutilation on a regular basis. Circumcision. Like, circumcision, super, super, super common. Um, it does lead to decreased um, uh, sensations for men during sex for the rest of their life. Like Because as you get, to get explicit here, as you get towards the tip, there's more nerves. And if you literally cut yep. off the tip, <laughs> like, so like, we we have our own practices, obviously not to the same extent and not at nearly as fucking horrible as female genital mutilation, but Duh. just saying. <laughs> Wasn't that originally a Jewish tradition? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that started from Judaism, I think, from... God. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know how they got into that, but maybe it was a very similar idea is that it's not supposed to be idea of sex is not supposed to be pleasurable it's supposed to be the idea of procreating and becoming a vessel for
0: a child creating yeah. vessels for children it's like they and feel creating, of
1: shame
0: creating I mean, more believers it was also i mean i i'd always heard it being like a, um uh welcome to circumcision talk everybody um but um <laughs> but i always heard that it was like an old belief like based around like cleanliness right um mm. and like um judaism like one of the most advanced like or like religiously culturally ethnically speaking like uh like Jewish community has always been like way 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 ahead of a lot of other groups like in the same area and when it comes to like standards of cleanliness like that's why they got mm-hmm. blamed during like plague outbreaks because the communities like actually had practices around like bathing and what and like yep. taking care of themselves and cleaning themselves and like when the tip of the penis is snipped it kind of like the skin that goes around the head like kind of goes back and so there's not like a little pocket area there anymore that like you know mm-hmm. grime and stuff like that can get in i don't know <laughs> is the pocket
1: <laughs> so you can save the babies <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> the ones I that do some say...
1: doctors or a president they stay in that little pocket
2: oh
0: i got a secret in my pocket for you um
2: (laughs) safe and sound
0: from the world outside uh (laughs) well anyways (laughs) if you think that talk was uncomfortable just wait
2: (laughs) just wait yeah (laughs) so omama and her mom fled from the abusive husband and moved to cairo so you know basically they were in this really small town in southern egypt and Omama and her mom were basically like oh we we got to get out of here you know we're getting sexual abuse we're getting physically abused and her mom she's like we got to go we got to go somewhere so when she was young she goes okay we're going out we're getting out we're going to the city so this can't be stated enough that they were also still in utter utter poverty so here they are now living in a big city they li- moved to Cairo, which was also literally nicknamed the City of the Dead, <laughs> because the shanties were built among the tombs. That's kind of dope.
0: Wow. They
2: are basically living in ghost town.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so they're little, small, little ram- you know, ramshackle houses, uh, if you can even call them a house, were just sitting would be right next to a tomb. Uh, a bunch of tombs right next to them so they're basically living amongst the dead
1: that's yeah i could not do that
2: (laughs) yeah Wow. so super poor couldn't do much couldn't go away so she grew up in cairo and big city uh and at the age of 18 she she's like okay cool i'm living my life i'm doing all this stuff she meets an oil american oil worker and Honestly, we've researched everywhere, but we cannot find this guy's name. I feel like it's been stricken from the record somewhere. Um, <laughs> he just He's not appearing. So for the sake of it, we're just going to call him American Oil Worker. <laughs> Which <Just> he was.
0: <laughs> literally out of like, like Joey even hit me up and he's like, dude, could you help me with this? And like, we were up until like 3.30, 4.30 in the morning the other night, like just trying to find him. And he's just known as American Oil Worker. <laughs> a o w the most generic <laughs> american ever <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: either
2: like he's either he's stricken from the record or he's just not memorable true so poor guy,
0: I mean maybe that was his name <laughs> yeah, maybe his be. first name was American <laughs> and his last name you was oil or his middle name was oil can't more. <laughs> that those fam that poor family <laughs> they were just
2: that poor kid they were just like pretty much like we. you're going to do one thing in your life we're sorry
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so they entered into a sexual relationship just straight dun, up dun, dun. yep so basically her family's seeing this and they're like ooh oh okay well we're pretty pretty really 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 conservative here so they're seeing this and they're going our view on this is that you're you you pretty much need to get married to him. You're you're no longer a virgin and we don't think Muslim men would accept you as a wife. So they convinced the two of them to get married. And honestly, just looking at this, this is definitely her family's views on this. This is not everyone. Well, what so do you mean by her family? Just want to be just clear like about her that. Mom? <clears throat> her mom and uh sh- like her uh, I think she her mom got remarried in Egypt so basically they were looking at this saying like look we're we don't think that anybody any other Muslim man in Egypt is going to want you how
1: did they even know so, was she like hey I'm having sex with this American guy
2: I mean it's all the late nights in the tombs she was running around <laughs> and she couldn't you know they she came back at midnight and there she no she came back at 9 p.m. and they're like girl where were you
0: you're gonna have to become Mrs. Oil Worker <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> you're becoming, <laughs> oh my, I'm an oil worker. <laughs> uh,
2: They're changing her middle name, too. Yeah. <laughs> you got a little and barrel so, in the
0: bun? Like, I got a little bun in the barrel? What's going on over there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: So, once they married, uh, they moved back to Texas, which her husband, her new husband, American oil worker, had a home, obviously, because he's in the American oil business, he lives in Texas. Obviously. So... Like all things with her, as you'll see, things literally quickly fell apart. They divorced not even a year after they were married, <laughs> and which is setting a pattern for the things to come in a mama's life. So she basically finds this guy, he goes, Okay, um, they you know, they they canoodle around in the tombs <laughs> together. The family's like, Hey, honestly, like we don't think anyone's gonna want you here. But also we see a good way for you to get out of this poverty because, you know, the American oil worker was, especially in Egypt, was pretty well off um, and then came back to Texas, had a house and was decently well off in in, um, in Texas as well in the United States. So th- her family saying this is like, hey, like we we don't want you to continue this life here as we are continuing it. So they're like, a, a you know, you've already. um you two have already had sex, so, you know, in, in our view, you guys got to get married. Also, this is a way to get out. You so noodled, now scoodle. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is this another guy?
2: Mm-mm. No, this is the American oil worker. Okay, because you Mr. went oil from,
1: worker. like, they went to Texas, but then they got divorced, and then... Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah.
0: And then yeah, she's yeah. I was just repeating it. Oh, yeah. okay. So, yeah. yeah. Sorry.
1: <laughs> Alright, so she, she got a divorce, and then she yep. went back to... Her, no, she's still in she's Texas. Still in Texas. Okay. Yeah.
2: So what year in the year the year Sorry. Now
0: the year was nineteen eighty six. That is horrifying. She was, <laughs> she's in yep. Texas in nineteen eighty six as Why, a as a person you know, of 1986? color. Yep. She's so let's let's go into this. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> the
2: year was nineteen eighty six. She was in a new country, newly single. Mm, she's ready for it Straight she was to 18 yeah she just turned 18 well she was she's 18 she got eight she was 18 when they got married so she's still 18 yeah. yep she didn't really have a strong grasp on the english language which i mean in 86 is probably the worst thing you could ever have um especially in ronald reagan's america at that time um and she didn't have any place to go at this point in time in the world the Chernobyl power plant exploded, killing thirty-one people and leaving one thousand miles, or eighteen million one hundred two thousand eight hundred fifty-seven point one four hamburgers wide, inhabitable. Think I was gonna ask. So, Thank had you? Yeah, I had to do those calculations. <laughs> Thank you. That is actually the um, that is actually our measurement. Uh, we usually use hamburgers to make it easier for people to understand. So. Mad Cow Disease, funny of that, Mad Cow Disease in the UK started running rampant, which I'm honestly pretty sure the cows are still mad. The Challenger <laughs> Space Shuttle became the first space shuttle to disintegrate after liftoff, which was very sad. And all honestly, that pro- kind of stopped a lot of the money we spent into NASA and into going to the moon. And the this is the best one. The Oprah Winfrey Show deb- debuted and ran for as long as Mad Cow Disease ran. <laughs> Which, it just recently went off the Fun air. So. Fun Yeah, and as well as a host of other major events that shaped the world at this time.
1: So, do you know or is there information why they got a divorce so quickly?
2: Uh, there isn't any information, just like the, the guy's name. But I want to say from things, it, it just kind of seemed like she had a pattern in her life. And that she just continuously, because she grew up really poor, especially in the Egyptian area and, and southern uh, in Cairo, she probably had to find a way to, like, get food. She had to find a way to do things, uh, get money for her family. So, as we'll, we'll talk about a little later, that she, I feel like she, that was, like, a pattern in her life. And we'll we'll talk
0: about it coming also, up. So. Yeah, also, like, un-, like, yeah. un <laughs> unprocessed like childhood trauma which like 100% she went through like I mean poverty is traumatic enough you know like that's hard enough on folks growing up um and will affect you but like also with the way her dad was and like all of that stuff I can't imagine by 18 she really had a lot of time when she's been focusing on survival her whole life to like actually like process and get out of you know bad reactions bad habits like learn behaviors and like it's gonna make really it it has a tendency to make relationships challenging not saying people I mean people get over it all the time and it's awesome but it's like it's a lot of work <laughs> you know <Yeah. laughs> and so yeah sorry yeah, yeah. she I had that start... example in her life of
2: her father you know so if she thinks of it like that then like that's the the guys that you know it does seem like that's kind of how it happens in life that's kind of like the guys they gravitate towards if they have that image of their father you know i feel like in some ways it, that's it why can i was be. asking can be the why opposite.
1: they got a divorce so quickly because um you know she finds a man he's obviously like pretty wealthy you know or at least mm-hmm. financially secure so to me it's kind of weird that she would divorce him when you know she needs that security like, I feel like I, something bad had to happen to actually get a divorce because she obviously knew that she had nowhere to go. She didn't know English. She didn't have a job, you know? So, to leave security like that, that she's been looking for her entire life, to just like, okay, bye, you know?
0: But at the, and that, that tracks, but like at the same time, like, she's been used to being around that level of having security. Her whole life, you know, in terms of like already being at rock bottom in terms of like security in her life, so just be like, yeah, whatever, I'm gone. <laughs> you know, like done this before, can do it again. Egypt was way harder than it is here. <laughs> like, I'll be fine. Fuck you. You know, I don't, I don't know. It it could go a million ways. It's all speculation, but I'm just kind of being like, yeah, if somebody like has already hit rock bottom and they're like, I know what the fuck the bottom looks like. I'm cool with that, you know? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. It could be either. Bets Bay and I will be yeah. co-authoring a biography on her later this year where we go. <laughs> <laughs> where you go visit her hometown, visit here, where she got married and find that American oil worker. <laughs> mm, at least find also, his, his, name. <laughs> his name is American Oil Worker, so finding any more information about the relationship yeah. is very hard. <laughs> yes we can't even get his name but yeah so
2: (laughs) she was running from one shit show to another coming from egypt all the way over to texas because in texas in 1986 there was a huge oil bust. well pretty much all of the 80s but in 1986 alone oil dropped half of its value and as most people know in texas oil is king You know people were losing jobs and the economy of texas couldn't withstand it even at this time the son of the vice president of the united states george w bush who would later become the president could not pay back his loans on his oil company that he took because of the slump we're we're saying less than ten dollars a barrel which, honestly, if we look at during COVID, we can say that's nothing because it was almost $0 per barrel during COVID. But at this time, less than $10 a barrel was terrible and crazy because all the companies couldn't pay back their loans. So so here we're going to drop in Omaima. She was young and beautiful, but she couldn't find a job because literally there were no jobs out there. Her biggest, Her new thing was... She started moving around all the time, meeting guys at bars, and then would move in with them within, like, a day or two. She'd Jesus. go into a bar, meet a guy, and be like, you, I see you're you're paying for everybody's drinks. I see you're here trying to hit on these women. I'm going to move in with you. I'm going <laughs> to, you know, sleep with you and, and start taking their stuff. So when she was living with them, she would spend their money freely. Basically, like, oh, here, give me money. I need to go buy this this food oh hey i need to go buy these clothes i need to go buy this and then when they would confront her or she would just get really tired of them after maybe a week or two she would rob them at gunpoint oh and my drive God. away this girl <laughs> <laughs> she i feel like she went from it's either so toxic it, it just it, i i think about it and i'm like either she went from like zero to a hundred when she got to the united states or she had been doing this in egypt and hadn't been caught mm. you know I, I it makes me wonder because a lot of this saying is like she kept getting away with this mm. either the guy would feel really embarrassed that he was <laughs> was held hostage by her yeah. and then like and, and
0: and tied up and stuff like that or she was just really good at it <laughs> you tell so. me that this like this like slim attractive egyptian girl like took all your money and beat you up. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, okay. Again, in Texas in the 80s. Like it's like, yep. Yeah. Good, good on her for, for finding her niche.
2: Yeah. She found, she
0: started a small business in 1986. <laughs> she, was so. business. she was an entrepreneur. She was an, and it's, it's behavior like that. It's coming here and taking advantage of people's kindness and using weapons mm. against them and moving around that's what this country is founded on. This country is founded on <laughs> immigration. It's true. And it's like, it's true. there is nothing more American than what. And she's she's fleeing a country based off of trauma. There is yep. nothing more American than her story, in my opinion. But. Yep. Well, yeah. And she came here and Again, she started causing trauma. Thanksgiving. <laughs> y'all, this is a Thanksgiving narrative. What happened? It hey, y'all are fucking idiots and starving to death. We got you, homes. And then it was just like, ha ha and then everything went south. Um, this is very much a parallel to that yeah. story. Europeans are like thanks for the corn and then thanks you know, for this and of... then they drove off into the sunset. Yeah. But yeah. they trolleyed off into the sunset.
2: <laughs> so, while she was doing this, there was no, nobody else was named, but there was one man who 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 basically was like I it, this is crazy. So, his name was Robert Hansen. He was tied to a chair and threatened with a shotgun before Jesus. robbing him. I do want to say, to skip ahead a bit, she was acquitted of these charges in court in 1990.
0: Hmm. Do you know on what so, grounds? Or-
2: I do not know. But this would be a... <laughs> that's funny. We'll, we'll talk about this later, too, is that would be a, a theme with her um, being acquitted. Um, but this will be instrumental. Robert Hansen will be instrumental in her later trial. So we'll keep his name in mind for later. Guilty.
0: What's what's the name of the lawyers? Oh, I'm drawing a blank right now. What's the name of the lawyers when they're um, working pro bono as a public public defender? Public defender. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it just turns out that it was like Johnny Cochran and his like mandatory public defender <laughs> days. And he's just in court. Like, yeah. if the gauge don't fit... You must have quit yep. like uh, holding up he's like, this is clearly a twelve grade round, but if you look at the guns <laughs> that she <Yep>. that Mrs. <laughs> Oil worker owned, <laughs>
2: yep. they're all she did not have they're all
0: twenty sense. gauge now tell me how yep. does that make sense? How does it. that make sense? damn yep,
2: so she did this for five years damn. from nineteen eighty six to 1991 she went from town to town meeting guys at bars and then taking their money she basically went a whole longer than a presidential term going from town to town and guy to guy doing her best impression of Bonnie and Clyde besides robbing banks she didn't do that
0: (laughs) she was in her mind she was playing both Bonnie and Clyde (laughs) she was yes
2: so Well, after all this time, she ends up in Orange County, California, where she meets. No. Yeah, where all the money is. (laughs) And there she meets one Bill Nelson. So So let's talk about Bill Nelson. He was an airline pilot who owned a fleet of DC-3s and DC-46s. And smuggled electronic goods into Mexico from Laredo, Texas. I do want to say it this time: Mexico had a uh, embargo on uh, and trade restrictions against electronics coming from the U.S. I don't know why they had that. I think they were. If usually when you do that, you try to grow your internal, um, you try to grow your internal businesses using embargoes so that you can start it. But I also don't know if that was the re- main reason. So basically, he grew really rich from this endeavor, and he started buying fast cars, fancy cowboy boots, and a new ranch outside of Laredo. Hell yeah! As any good Texan would. Hell yeah! As <laughs> any good Texan would. <laughs> Fuck yeah! So he was described by his friends as larger than life, of course, because you know everything's bigger in Texas, Aww, <laughs> due to how he spent that's his money. Cute. Yeah, he always wanted the best things, and. As a pilot, he was described as, quote, he was one smooth pilot. He was damn good. These guys, These guys awesome. would fly down to Mexico at night with their lights out, evading radar. Once, when he was his old DC-3 was shot up by the Mexican Air Force, <laughs> he called in his position to the airport. He was cool as a cucumber over the radio. I cannot... <laughs> tell you enough how much his friends thought this guy was so cool he sounds so all his cool. friends yeah i
0: just i just really gotta point out here the like the flip that will happen over the next couple of years because we're talking about uh rich americans smuggling things into mexico <laughs> flying under mm-hmm. the radar and being shot at and like boy howdy that flip that'll be coming around 1990 <laughs> yep <laughs> And I just want to say how crazy it would be
2: if you were in. And I do want to say too these these DC threes, mm-hmm. his planes that he had a he had a a, a stock of were old. Mm. They weren't like brand new. So he was taking these small planes that were not <laughs> brand new that were carrying cargo, flying them over the border under the radar, Damn. against Mexican air. Basically, they could have said, oh, we're getting invaded and shot them down, (laughs) which is what they were thinking. You know, they were thinking, oh, the United States is invading us. So we're going to shoot these airplanes down. So and so that they could stop the smuggling because the trade embargo was going on at this point. So damn it. We already gave you the Southwest. (laughs) Leave us alone. (laughs) Yeah, we we weren't at NAFTA yet. So true. So as all good things come to an end, he eventually was arrested And convicted of conspiracy to smuggle, you guessed it, marijuana into the United States. (laughs) So what I guessed, I I honestly don't know if he was actually smuggling marijuana or if he just got. Yeah, yeah, he could have been because that's what he could have been bringing back to, you know, to make both sides both times worth it. But. It could have been that they were, they just found a way to, to convict him of something. And the easiest way to do it would be like, oh, at this point, they're like, well, let's just say he's smuggling marijuana into the United States. So, never was clear. I feel like everyone but did that was, back,
1: back in the day. It was mm-hmm. like that thing everyone just did, you
2: know? Marijuana and coke, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was normal. <laughs> so, so, he actually served four years in Lompoc Federal Penitentiary and in 1990 bill's wife who had been with him this whole time <laughs> served him with divorce papers yeah so, so, so he he's still in jail unfair. too no well yeah but he she has she wasn't with him yet he hasn't met omami yet at this point okay so this was so before. this is ni- yeah this is 1990 so they met in 1991 so while he was in jail, basically, his wife served him with divorce papers and was like, yeah, you pretty you screwed up. And I mean, who knows if he was like, hey, I'm doing this or if she was just like, well, this is screwed up. She found out when he got uh, put in jail. So let's fast forward one year. Bill gets out of jail. He has a job as a messenger and part time computer programmer at Canon Mortgage Company. He's in the process of getting divorced, though he's not legally divorced yet. Let's enter in a smoky pool hall in Costa Mesa, California. He's throwing money around and being, you know, Bill's normal self, being the larger-than-life cowboy in California. Yeah. And in Saunters, Omaima. She's gorgeous, wearing that red dress, that Dark, flowing hair. Blown out like she just stood in front of a huge fan for hours. Obviously, this is the 80s, so her hair is blown out. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at her and thinks, mm, you're the one. And she looks at him and says, you're the one. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so they fall madly in love. Hey, you. Quotations. <laughs> Emphasis on so madly. He- Emphasis on Madley. He is a I just wanna I just wanna say he is a fifty-six year old ex-pilot. Okay, he's fifty-six hot. years old. And she is twenty-three years old and an aspiring model and a nanny.
1: Oh my god. So Slash.
2: Young. Yeah, yeah. So she's saying they are thirty-three years apart.
0: All, like cultures and stuff in general, like, have just I feel like nobody's had it perfect. Nobody's had it right. You know what I'm saying? Where it's just like, pick a place in the world where they've had like a history of like a good setup around like ages, because like, I'm just going to say like eh, 1940s, 1950s United States, you could be like 30 something years old, marrying a 14 year old in most of this country, Mm -hmm. you know? And it was like, and that was considered normal, you know? And like it, I don't know. It It's to me like somebody gets into their like mid 20s. It's kind of like life experience has more to do with it, you know, because you can have yeah. somebody sheltered yeah. into their like 30s who's totally naive or they just and like clearly she had a shit ton of life experience and she was also used to not being taken advantage of <laughs> because she was on the other end of, yeah, of, yeah. of doing that. So I'm kind of like. I don't know.
2: Yeah. I, I just want to say, like, uh, emphasize it just because of what we'll find out later, mm, you know, because mm-hmm. she's just she this is a, a, a thing for her. She especially when she was going across and robbing people is like her her neighbor or her friends were saying that this is what she did. Bill's friends were saying that, like, they've seen this happen even in just Orange County. And that she would find the older man in the bar. She would find the older gentleman in the bar and say, "I'm going after him." You know, whether he was good looking or not, whether she liked him or not, she went after them, and th- they would be the ones that are, "Hey, I'm buying my friends a drink." Hey, I'm, you know, this was her, her thing. You know, I do want to just stress honestly, like, so they got married within four weeks, right? I want to stress that Bill is still legally married to Kathy Nelson.
1: How can he remarry?
2: He can't. So I wanted to make this <laughs> clear because in the stories, they said that he is still legally married to Kathy Nelson. They didn't go through the divorce. She is suing him because they didn't go through oh the divorce Oh, my yet. God. All of this is not known to Uemima. She doesn't know any of this is going on. He never let her know that that, that he was married at this time. He also had kids with Kathy. Jesus. So he's still with his ex-wife, Kathy. So he still has kids, several kids. And his kids, some of his kids were older than Amima.
1: This is literally my mom and my dad. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. So I, I want to say something about the, the president of Bill's company described them as, quote, real, quiet, mysterious people. Mm. And she, unquote. And then she said that she, he met Omaima and, quote, all of a sudden
0: they were married, unquote. He was just pissed he didn't get invited to the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. She was she was yeah, pissed. Yeah, she was pissed <laughs> that she didn't get invited. Yeah, she was yeah. pissed.
2: Yeah. Yeah. um So... After their wedding, they decided... There's not a lot of details on their wedding. There's not a lot of... Uh, they're actually, people did research into this, and they couldn't find any record of them two actually getting married mm. legally. So, somebody dug into... Because they took a road trip to Bill's family ranch in Arkansas and Texas to meet his family. So, basically, four weeks in, he's like, hey, or four weeks, they get married, And right after they get married, he's like, hey, let's go meet my family in Arkansas and Texas. Let's take this long road trip from California. His family, of course, they were, (laughs) they didn't approve. They were basically a little speculative on her. And basically she had to win them over. So she won them over because one of the days on the ranch, she was riding a horse and she got thrown from the (laughs) horse and landed on her back. Oh. Uh, wow. So, instead of being I'm done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm done thanks. I'm just going to go inside. She said, "Can you get me a shot of vodka and some <laughs> aspirin?" And she got back up that's on the horse. That's what you do if you fall off. And kept you get riding. back on. <laughs> yep. No, that's and pretty And this lady cool. is the perfect And that is the Nelson that.
0: way yep. and they were like, "You are one of us." <laughs>
2: mm mm-hmm. Mhm exactly that's the that's the way and she after that they're like okay we love this girl she's amazing she's everything and who better to marry bill than a girl that that gets falls off the horse gets back up Mm -hmm. on after he got shot at by the mexican government trying to (laughs) drug run basically
0: at this (laughs) point they also have to be weighing the the like approval of the marriage with like Bill kind of just makes his own rules anyways like we're kind of this is yeah. just an obligatory kind of like hey this is happening like he's gonna do it and they're like oh shit <laughs> like she's like Wee! just falling down landing on a bunch of rocks getting up all bloody like give me a shot of vodka and an aspirin I'm gonna get yeah, back on this bitch <laughs> that's
1: badass
0: Yeah, I, I would have been done I, I'm just yeah. like I would have packed it, it in right, thank you same thing that took out Superman she just got back up from. Yes. Just saying. Funny story. Not
2: really funny, <laughs> but that actually happened in my hometown, Culpeper, Virginia. That's where Superman fell off the horse? That's where Superman fell off the oh, horse yeah. in Culpeper, Virginia. Shit. Yep. He, at the Commonwealth Park, I think it was. He was riding around. Uh, I think they had like a horse show or something. And it's a pretty big size horse show.
0: And he just. Flipped off and yeah, what got par- was paralyzed, and that yep. I I think she I remember lucky. you telling. <laughs> I think I remember you telling me that when that happened, when that moment took place, that's when you realized I need to leave this cursed little town, and so you yes. decided I'm never going back to Culpeper except for major holidays and family events. Correct, and it's yes. a direct quote.
2: <laughs>
0: direct. <laughs>
2: So suffice it to say, they were having themselves a great honeymoon. Yeah, they they sound but, like
1: so perfect for each other.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They they're a match made in heaven. So, but as we all know, honeymoons never last. Dun, dun, dun. So they decided to <laughs> dun dun dun. So they decided to pack it in and they headed home to Bill's apartment in Costa Mesa, California. hope you are having a wonderful Thanksgiving and want to say we are thankful for you all for listening to our podcast. Please remember to like, review, and subscribe to our podcasts on wherever you get yours. Put the turkey back in the oven and make those after Thanksgiving sandwiches, and then let's get back to the podcast. Gobble, gobble. So now we're going to get to the fun parts. <laughs> Not more than four weeks of being married. On the morning of Thanksgiving in 1991, Bill phoned his daughter, Margaret, and asked her if she would like to come over for Thanksgiving. She, you know, she wasn't angry at them for anything. She just politely declined. She was like, no, thank you. I'm good for today. And so what Bill said on the phone is that. They were doing great. They were excited. They were ready to have family over for Thanksgiving. So suffice it to say, there was nothing wrong at this point, at least in Bill's eyes, of like anything that was going to happen in the next three days. So they were cooking together that day, and what seemed like no ill intent. But honestly, when I read this, this made me, just like you, I think last week, almost run to the sink and puke. (laughs) so there are two versions of that night and i want to go through both of them i w- because honestly like we don't have versions of it that are we have the prosecutor's version and we have omima's version on thanksgiving 1991 in the prosecutor's version bill was tied to the bedposts hands and feet and from what was insinuated It was their normal sex games that they would play out. She walked into the room and hit him in the head with a lamp.
1: This is Gerald's game.
0: This is literally Clue.
2: Yep. (laughs) Then she continually beat his head in with an iron. So much so that it broke the iron. Ouch! She broke this metal iron that she had and broke the handle off. Suffice to say, I think he was dead at this time. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) She then stabbed him with scissors and then proceeded to castrate him.
1: Oh, my God.
2: She started cutting up his body into different parts. She cut off his hands and put them in a deep fryer.
1: What the fuck?
2: She chicken fingers (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) she also deep fried his head and then stuck it into the freezer how big was their deep fryer I know right huge huge and then she hung most of his skinned human torso in the bathroom from clothes hangers she straight
0: up flayed him
2: she flayed him The worst part of it all was that she mixed part of his hip, part of his hip with the cranberry sauce and
0: turkey. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. What part of his hip? Just curious, like, because when I picture (laughs) a hip, I picture a bone. Like, I don't, there's like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, just the skin. She cut off his hip, like she cut off the part of his hip with the skin on it. I'm sure this is, like, one of those cooking channel shows where you're just like, what are they doing at first? And then you're like, oh, so I'm, I'll let you go on. Sorry. Oh, my yeah.
1: God. And this is the first yeah. time she's done this,
2: right? Supposedly, like, there's no other... You know, no one has said that in, in other parts of it that she killed anybody before, only that she robbed them. and t- But she tied them up. So, obviously, there was maybe some kind of thing, but she had never killed anyone before that i could read or that, that was ever of, prosecuted yeah. or gone to court that we know of yeah um afterwards she was quoted by her court appointed psychologist that she cooked his ribs with the barbecue sauce and said quote it was so sweet
0: sweet unquote. baby rays and this quote, episode is brought to you by sweet, sweet baby rays, ray's barbecue yep. sauce the only sauce you'll need nothing was sweeter.
2: <laughs> she also said nothing was sweeter,
1: so she ate him.
2: Yeah, I do want to say that later she changed it and said that she never ate him, but they also found that one hundred that the court uh d the court prosecutor asked what happened to the other one hundred and three pounds of bill. <laughs>
0: because Sorry, i'm not found... laughing at bill but just that question coming up in court just like yeah. okay that's fine but what happened to the other hundred and like it's such a weird number 133 yeah. pounds <laughs> Very
1: specific. yeah
2: uh, it's because they in the court they weighed him out to find like okay we'll, we'll get into I, it but yeah i just yeah. want to
0: i just real quick appreciation moment um if you were yelled at by your significant other this Thanksgiving for for forgetting to uh, preheat the oven or get the oven going the night before to get your turkey going, Um, you know, I just want you to just take a moment and appreciate your partner's um, stress management skills, because it could have been a lot worse. Yep. That's yep. all. Just I'm just saying, holidays yep. are stressful. And I just want everybody to maybe you know look over at their loved one and smile. Because they um, didn't do this to them on Thanksgiving. And it doesn't matter how bad or stressful the trip was. Or baking or having people over or cleaning up. I, there's always going to be the fights. But, like, at least you're still alive and not in your partner's stomach. Anyways. Yeah.
2: So you're welcome. I, I
0: do want to add... <laughs> Thank you.
2: <laughs> I do want to add that before after she killed him and before she started flaying his body, she, she she went and changed into a sexy red dress Ooh. and put on nice bright red lipstick and a red hat. I guess when she did all this, she thought about I don't want this to stain my dress. So how can you not see blood? She wore a red dress. Ah, she smart. like literally went mm-hmm. like
0: sexy Carmen San Diego. Yep.
1: Like she's out like for revenge, it sounds like.
0: It it does sound like. And this like is that. like hella premeditation. Like like there yep. had to have been some shit going on in her like to think about that that fast. And to set up the situation, to, you know, be like, oh, we about to get kinky, we about to do some sexy time shit. And then just be like, gotcha, motherfucker! And it's like, she already had an yep. iron, and, like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, like, there was... And, I mean, mm-hmm. she already, she clearly, like, already had recipes prepared.
1: Clearly, yep. oh, of,
0: cl- yeah. <laughs> of c- Clearly, you know
2: yes. So, the destruction of the body, mm. basically her cutting him up, lasted for three days. Yeah. So, think about it, like... Thursday is Thanksgiving, right? On every year, it's Uh Thursday. So neighbors told police after this that they heard the garbage disposal running day and night until Saturday. Yeah. So on December 1st, which was obviously three days after she had murdered him, she knocked on one of her neighbor's doors. Nobody knows that he's dead at this point. Hey, right? my that garbage he's, disposal's he's been stuck on for three yeah. days. Could you come over? <laughs> <now>? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I think this guy is actually like, uh, not the neighbor, neighbor, mm. but I think he is like a, a building or mm. two away. Okay. Um, so his name was Jose Esquivel, mm-hmm. whom she had also dated about a year before. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Funny and hey, I know this is awkward so,
2: but um <laughs> my husband and I sorry <laughs> Yeah so she was driving in she was driving Bill's red Corvette you know his sexy red beautiful 1980s red Corvette mm-hmm. She told him that Bill had been violently and sexually abusive to her he tried to rape her and beat her and that she had killed him in self-defense. Okay. He he testified in court that that day she offered to give him $75,000 and two motorcycles if he would help dispose of the body. I mean, that's All a pretty right. good deal. Yep.
0: That's yeah, like right? $18 I mean, billion dollars in today's economy. I, I just checked and did the math. Pretty that's much. Like, yeah. That's so much money. Yep.
1: I would have said That's a yes.
0: hundred trillion hamburgers. I would do it. So he
2: responded. Yeah, he responded. I mean, obviously, in most ways people responded, that he would help her, but he needed a bit of time to get a truck to help her move it, everything. But once and he told her, Hey, you should just go back <laughs> to your apartment, wait, and like I'll I'll get hey, my the truck. garbage disposal so broke. She I need your
0: help. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and and
2: <laughs> once she had gone back to the apartment. He just called the police.
1: He called the police? Snitch. So, yeah.
2: No, I'm just he kidding. He called the police. He was basically like, I do not want to be involved in a murder. I do not want to be
0: involved in trying to hide somebody's murdered body. So, <laughs> Do you even remember when po- you, like, tied me up and robbed me at gunpoint? <laughs> like, of course <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to help you, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah yeah I don't
2: know if he was the one who got tied and robbed or if he just took her for some money I don't it, yeah. it didn't say in the Either, story way, but,
1: like why uh, was she
0: yeah. do that? Like, he's just sitting there and she's like hey are you doing anything and he just like kind of half closes the door because there's a whiteboard in the background with her name on it and all these lines connecting to shit of like giant yeah, red yeah. letters my revenge plan he's like no no I'm not I'm, I'm good what's up <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so I've been waiting for this <laughs> Yeah,
2: the police. So the police found Omaima in Bill's red Corvette, and she was sitting outside of the apartment building. She had trash bags in the Corvette with what had looked like human organs in
0: them. Oh my god, so disgusting. I can get some money for these.
2: (laughs) 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 On the black market, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna sell them. Um, So they arrested her on suspicion, and took her to the police station. But they, at that point, they could not identify if they were bills or even human remains at that point because she had cut them up and mutilated them so bad. So when they asked her there was too much barbecue sauce so they at this time they didn't have a a reason to uh go into her apartment so they basically just took her to the police station they asked her questions because they didn't they didn't know if they were if she killed somebody or if somebody killed somebody so like this it's um was for you know it's amazing that they didn't invade her apartment either but also i don't know if they really knew bill at this point because it's a huge county so it's Neither here nor there. So when they asked her what had happened, she started rambling on and on and she would change stories while she was pacing around. She would often speak like Bill was still alive.
1: All right.
2: So that's the end of the prosecutor's story. I wanted to tell her part of the story. Her part of the story is is much shorter <laughs> because... It, I mean you already kind of know what happens. He's dead. Bill's dead, basically. So on her side of the story, once she was arrested, she told the police that murdering him was in self-defense, like she told Jose. She had been tied up to the bedposts and got her hand free, barely enough to hit her in the head, hit him in the head with a lamp. and then she un- uh, she unbound her hands she did she said that she did not remember dismembering the body okay which is crazy she's cuz they all know it happened and she saw the remains but she said she just did not remember dismembering his In- body wow she also showed them yeah she also showed them that she had cut wounds on her face hands and breasts mm. and she said these were defensive wounds these were things that like i was trying to help i was trying to save myself and if He was strangling me. If I didn't kill him, he would have killed me. In another point in this story, as I said, she was rambling on and on. She claimed that ancient Egyptian spirits had commanded her to kill him
0: and acted through her. That, that, I, I, we're going to have to check the dates, but I'm pretty sure Golden Child with Eddie Murphy had just came out around that (laughs) same year. And... Westerners' views of any other type of religious practice were just like, oh my god, they can do that! Like, like so <laughs> that at that yeah. and a self-defense plea in Texas, that's a solid case. Yep, I'm, I'm just gonna go ahead and yep, say it. Like that's for, a very sure. and we have a long tradition in America. Uh, look at any any hearing in Congress. If you just say I don't recall or I don't remember, you can get away with anything. You literally just say. Yes, you can. I don't recall that. And they're like it was yesterday at two o'clock when you said, "I'm recording this so I can remember this later." And, yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> like, yep. Doesn't matter. Yep. This is like this is a solid story
1: of my life.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is this is a solid like defense. I'm, I'm here. I'm here for it. Yep. The
2: DA, great job, honestly. Uh, so. <laughs> the egyptian spirits so in 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 ancient egypt you could not continue to the afterlife if your body was cut up Mm. so in her point of view and 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 the thing of this is that the egyptian spirits basically said he's evil he's raped you he's he's physically abusive towards you he we don't want him going to the afterlife so you have to cut him up so that he can't continue oh my
1: god that's intense
2: that's that's her part of the story. So we're going to go into the the details of what the police found. Though she made these claims that she was raped and tortured, after she was arrested, she was taken to the forensic hospital and found that they that she did not have any evidence of sexual trauma. From this time period, obviously she had a lot of sexual trauma from her past. She was literally
0: <laughs> circumcised. <clears throat> like- yeah.
2: They were they were just talking. Yeah. What? So she has a lot of sexual trauma <laughs> from a long time ago. But they didn't find that she was she was raped or tortured at this point. It, I guess at least they couldn't tell probably for maybe like at least a week back. I don't know how the
0: whole forensic part of that goes, but it's still so it's still one f- of the <laughs> hundreds of millions of rape kits that are not being yep. processed in the United States. But sorry, pretty,
2: yeah. pretty much. yeah, It's still in the, it's still in the, the queue. Uh, and as far as the wounds on her chest, face and hands, the the uh, forensics found that they were more in line not with defensive wounds, but more consistent with injuries sustained while cutting up a body.
1: All right. <laughs>
2: I'm only presenting both sides of this because it was just so it was just so interesting, especially from a lady that had in, in, in most of the view had never killed before. They also, the the forensics evidence, too, when they found Bill's body and all the parts, they said that he had been cut up with surgical precision, like somebody who had done it
0: before. Was, uh, this would be interesting to see if there was any cold cases from the years that she was in the U.S. and, like, kind of going around and, like, you know, she had her 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 little process of like hitting up rich folks, ghosting them, this and that, and the other like um, or not ghosting them, but like robbing them and you know stuff like that. But like, I wonder if there's any lead up to this.
2: I it, it makes me think that there was some lead up. Just just kind of looking into it because I don't know the everyone described all of the people that knew Bill described him as just a fun loving person and obviously you know that happens a lot your friends are gonna say the best about you but also the people that knew both of them said that they were a very loving I mean, couple they sound and like
1: they were they were like the perfect yeah push.
2: and and even bill's ex-wife yeah she like was divorcing him and suing for a divorce but she said he was never violent he was never physically violent sexually violent towards her and that he had never or she had never heard of either of them being violent towards each other, you know, as much as she was privy to their their relationship. So this was like a, a crazy amount of surprise to everybody. I mean, a lot of people said for her, it was surprising that she did this, but it wasn't surprising that she tried to get money, that that she was doing that from beforehand Um,
1: So she just blamed it on the gods.
2: (laughs) She blamed it on him was the biggest thing. She blamed that he that she was forced to because he was uh, raping her and abusing her. So that was the that was the her defense for this. So we'll get into the trial on December of 1992 through January of 1993. She went to trial. It took the jury six days of deliberation to acquit her of first-degree murder.
0: What? She was
2: not convicted of first-degree murder. Okay. (laughs) Even though she had his organs in the car next to her, everything pointed that she did this. She was convicted, however, of second-degree murder.
1: So... How how does that even make sense? Does she have like a really good lawyer?
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Could you? Okay, so I know I to I don't remember what the degrees stand for. I think first degree is like um, premeditated and like all that jazz, right? Um, I forget what second degree means.
2: Yeah, first degree is intentional and and. The accused person has to have premeditated it. So, second degree, unplanned intentional killing, I, and a death caused by reckless disregard for human life. So basically, if you get an accident and you're drunk or something like that, that's second degree murder. Or your a, a crime of passion would be, would be a second so degree murder, and is what that they crime I think. Of I think that that's what they kind of. That's kind of what they they boiled it down to is that it was a crime of passion, that she was defending herself. And at the moment they because there was no other side to the story, like Bill and her were the two sides to the story. She her side of the story held up a little bit more than what the prosecutors could could mm. give. Damn. So, I do want to state this too. The deciding factor in this court case as you should have guessed, it was our original person that was held up by O'Maima, whom she allegedly tied to a chair and held a shotgun point <laughs> for money. Robert Hansen. Dang. <laughs> he was called to court after his after his two um after his uh he went to court against her. I think a year before, and she was acquitted of both those charges. And he testified saying. That these scenarios fit a pattern and the, pres, the present evidence against her. That's the only way they got second-degree murder to be charged to her. I want to say that she probably have one of the best lawyers I've ever seen. <laughs> so, yeah. She was sentenced to 28 years to life in Central California's women's facility in Chowchilla. So... <laughs> I can't be- Like, I just look at this. and I'm like, there has, in my view of it, there has never been more evidence stacked up against a person, but more circumstantial evidence because there was no
0: witnesses. I'm telling you, it was Johnny Cochran when he was a public defender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i I have
2: no idea. The only way that they got it was by setting up circumstances to say that she fit this pattern and the president the present evidence was there that's the only thing she she got hit with wow so she was up for parole in 2006 she was denied <laughs> then she came up for parole in 2011 and was also denied doesn't
1: say why she was denied because
2: they yes because the second time was because they felt like she did not take uh, responsibility for the murder
1: interesting
2: yep she still was saying that it wasn't because of me so yeah she's in prison for a while so in 2026 four years from now well, almost three years from now she might come up for parole and get out when we talked about earlier how how he was much older than her he had a lot of money and she saw that so in jail she got remarried to another older gentleman a 70-year-old, and they had several conjugal visits. <whistles> he recently passed away and then left her with a lot of money. Good for you, girl. So now when she gets out of jail, she will have a buttload of money waiting for her.
1: Wow. What a hero.
0: <laughs> In,
1: right? <laughs> like, What a comeback. (laughs) Who is this girl?
2: I want to say that this is the greatest American story never told. Kind of. Yeah. She went. There is no difference in my mind between her and the guy who went to jail in 19. The Wolf of Wall Street Mm -hmm. guy. They basically did the same thing. Yeah. 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 She's now rich. You know, she's richer than when she went into jail, which when he went into jail, he he got all his money taken away. And then he came out and he became rich again.
0: So he became richer than before. So I want to say that they are the same person. She she really that there was a, Jordan a very good metaphor, a metaphorical foreshadowing when she uh, fell off the horse, got back on. You know, <laughs> she's just like, yep. yeah, this I'm sorry, but I'm going to get through this again. Grew up in the 60s, 70s, and 80s in Egypt. This is easy as fuck. <laughs> like... Yes, this is super easy. So that's our Thanksgiving Day Eats for today. And if you want to write her, you can find her at Orange County Crit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. And we never want to make fun
2: of the, the victim, and we're not trying to do mm-hmm. that um, because Bill was murdered and eaten on in between three days of Thanksgiving and, and uh, the day after Black Friday Saturday. Um, so I can just imagine that if she was in this time she would be sitting on the computer uh, looking at Amazon sitting there eating a little uh, hip bone barbecue, taking a bite of it, you know drinking her uh, coffee on Black Friday sitting there buying um what can I buy with this money of his I need to sell his red corvette so I can
0: make some more money. Ah, I do need a new garbage disposal. Yeah, now that I <laughs> do broke you need this a new one. garbage. <laughs> it,
2: it it is so crazy to hear that too, because the neighbors like they didn't do anything. Like, well, what they can did. They, do? they didn't hear any. Sc- they didn't hear any. Which is, I think, as crazy as none of the neighbors came forward and said they heard any screaming. They heard anything. And from what I've seen in, like, the, the marks on his... So it's the reason they knew that he... They found that he was tied to the bed is that he had these... he When they found his... They couldn't... His hands were deep fried, so obviously they couldn't tell if he had marks on his hands. But they saw marks on his feet that he... Which, which are consistent with being tied up. Mm-hmm. So they think also that... That's why they said that these were kind of normal sex games for them, is that he was tied up and he had marks around his feet, but they didn't find any marks around her legs, feet, or anything else like that. So when they asked her for her side of the story, she said she was tied up. So that's one of the reasons
0: why they didn't believe her at that point. And she, mm. I mean, and it was like circumstantial or whatever, like, um, mm-hmm. but did have a history of literally tying people up after like, having sex or like in, in some way they like the sex and then yeah. tying up and then robbing or like having her way with them in a certain way of like taking whatever the fuck she wants or you know so it yeah. it tracks that maybe she's been well practiced in convincing yeah. dudes to get tied up to things you sure. know i don't
2: know yeah one one of the other evidence one of the other pieces of evidence they found too why they knew he was hit with a few of the things he was hit in the head by the iron is they found pieces of his hair on the iron still. So that's how they knew that she, and also found it broken, (laughs) but they found that she had hit him. And they said it when I read it was at least 20 times in the head with the iron. So I want to say that he was dead after that, but she stabbed him right after that, which I think is just like, she's already killed him.
0: And then she goes, I'm going to stab you. With scissors. That was that was a weird part that stood out to me because it was like a moment of like de escalation. Where it was just like, haha, yep. got you with the lamp and like you know, you're just picturing some like rich person's like table lamp or whatever. It's like all giant metal, brass, it's like BAM and then it's just like yeah. iron and then it's like, all right, that that's kinda escalating and it's like safety scissors And it's like, Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Well
2: <laughs> like, Well you have to think about know. it too, is like she Like, you could find, obviously, the lamp next to the bed you're going to hit him with, right? So, like, that, if that's the first thing, like, okay, I can understand that. And then the iron, like, okay, that's something you can find in a bedroom, Mm -hmm. right? So, you can find that in a bedroom. I would think that scissors would not be as readily available in a bedroom. Yeah. You know, unless she was cutting the tags off stuff. So, I'm just kind of trying to think about it. It's like, okay, cool. She had scissors. And then after that, she castrated Mm. him. So I'm just like, wow, that was that escalated. I mean, it esca- obviously escalated very mm-hmm. quickly. Like, I do want to say how crazy it is that they found his head frozen in a freezer.
1: So unnecessary
2: after sh- after she had deep fried his head. Like, I don't, I don't understand what she was. Th- I guess she. I mean, she probably wasn't thinking. Like, ah. but But she had three. She had three days of this. So this is what made me think why it's so crazy is that like it's not like she flipped out and was like oh shit i got to hide all the bodies but she thought about what she was doing and she she definitely what they said to why she put the hands in the deep fryer is cuz she wanted to burn
0: the fingertips off of him She wasn't planning to eat him. But also, they weren't able to find marks of him being tied up because his hands were cut off, and they weren't able to fully verify. It it was more difficult for them to verify all of the bashing in the heads of that took place because his head was deep fried. So, like, that tracks. Yeah, and it's crazy.
2: But that she also pretty much stuck him like a pig, and she tied his body and put it the torso up hanging in the bathroom just dripping blood. I also want to say too that everything was covered in blood. Everything like what do you mean by everything? I mean obviously as you like would think so apartment? the mattress, the rooms, the clothes, the downstairs was just everything was covered in blood. There was just dark red blood everywhere. All the trash bags that she had cuz she literally so they so as the police went in I want to talk about this too as the police went into this place they described it as literally the worst crime scene they will ever see some of them quit the force because they couldn't do it anymore Ew. they went in there and they found trash bags of body parts and pieces of him they found suitcases with pieces of him in there like she was trying to get rid of this body
0: i i just picture her like when like you said that so the messy when you when you said that there was blood on the mattress i just picture her just like not the three days i was like, i can't get over it, but the three days that the garbage disposal was on the sink she was trying to get yeah. the mattress in, and then she's like shit i should have started with the body <laughs> like, yeah it, it. it's just like
2: i i don't know what she was like she was definitely trying to hide that yeah she she killed him obviously. and obviously you know as, as a person would so to me that that speaks that she was premeditated about what she was doing but um, also but you know obviously have to prove that like court.
1: how okay she seems like she was a smart girl but like how do you think that like it's gonna be easier for you to cut a body and put and make all this mess first of all that's like really messy ridiculously messy like, it would have been easier for her to just hit him with the iron, cool, he's dead, grab his whole body, and dump it in a river or a lake or whatever. Less mess, and she probably would have been uh, fine with that, you know? And no one would know. But no, she decided to make this huge mess. Make a lot of noise with the, with the um, what's it called? The garbage, the garbage disposal. disposal. And, like, ask her ex-boyfriend to help her with the murder. Like, what? That doesn't make any sense.
0: There's that, like... So, like, the whole thing around, like, premeditated murder. Like, we put a lot of faith into people being good at planning.
2: Like, she, <laughs> yep.
0: she might have just not been... She might have, like, really thought that this would have worked. But she just didn't fully think it through. And then she's like fuck the corvette doesn't even have a trunk god damn it (laughs) like you know just like like i mean the trunks just like she might have just not been good at planning you know she might have really obviously. Well,
2: We'll look at it like this too how close she
0: was to getting away with the murder i like i'm just surprised like it if your car kind of smells like weed right (laughs) the cops can come in search it bring out dogs threaten you with all the shit like that they literally found bags with organs in them, which like, mm-hmm. I, I I maybe I'm not familiar with that that part of the country too well, but like a lot of people don't go hunting with their Corvette, you know, and then then yeah. cut the animal and then just keep the organs and put them in some bags in their Corvette. And try. Was she was she so, still in like Victoria's Secret swag? Was she still this she whole was damn probably time in that
2: red dress? Oh yeah, let's not. Let's, let's, not, uh, let's not differentiate between in the 1980s and a very, very, very attractive Egyptian model sitting in a red Corvette with a red dress on, red hat, red lipstick, just sitting there being like, Officer, I don't know what happened. She di- one of, the, <laughs> one of the, the stories that they said, one of the officers said, is that she said when they looked in the bags that Bill had killed somebody. And she was trying to dispose of the parts. That's another story that they had. So there's there's all these stories running around, too, that who knows it, what really happened. But that was one of what the police officer said that she told him when they, they, they took her in. And so another story, too, that I don't think was the real story. I think the police really legitimately went over there and kind of checked out when uh, Jose Escoval said like, hey, we should you should come here and they found stuff. They went to her apartment. One other story happened. They said that the only reason they went and checked the apartment was because on Monday Bill didn't show up to work. And her uh he his manager. Mm-hmm. He always goes work. work. And definitely. his manager said, Yep. That's how they found out. <laughs> One of the stories is that the manager called the police and said that he didn't show up to work. So filed him as a missing person. So that allowed them to get the, um, the, uh, because they also had all these body parts that allowed them to get the, uh, what is it? The search warrant to go in and check the apartment. I don't know if that one's super true. I think that they went in and found it pretty quickly. Um, because obviously she wasn't let go home. (laughs) She was still in custody. So I think that they had, they had enough to go in there already to go look into it. But, um, yeah, a lot of people quit the force. A lot of forensics people were like, I can't. That This is horrible. And she just changed stories so much about everything she was doing, about everything that she said. So it was a very hard to read the situation for most of the people that were on the ground. Thank you for listening to the Black Cat Report and our episode on Omaima Nelson. This episode made me hungry. Ugh. We are hard at work for getting our December lineup together and can't wait to show you what's in store. So remember to subscribe so you can get alerts when new episodes are out. We hope you had a Merry Thanksgiving. And just remember, don't eat your significant others. That's what the turkey's for. We'll see you on the other side.